The following material contains adult language and mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Danger, Will Robinson. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. Midweek edition. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's pinball with personality. Hey, everyone, and thank you for joining me again on the Pinball Show Midweek Edition. Hope you are all well. I am, of course, your host, Craig Bobby. And for the next 30 minutes or so, we will continue our chat about the topics and happenings in the world of pinball. Occasionally, we'll have a guest along for the ride, and hopefully, we'll have a little fun along the way. So if that sounds fun to you, well, what are we waiting for? Let's get started. Morrison, the pinball show Chicago gaming company correspondent, but sadly, due to a lack of content, someone we haven't heard nearly enough this past year. So I thought the time has come for Matt to come on the pinball show midweek edition and share his thoughts on recent title releases in the industry and maybe even to tease a few new things he's been drumming up behind the scenes in the mysterious and all too silent world of CGC. I give you Matt Morrison. Mr. Bobby, I'm doing great. That's awesome, dude. We've finally sprung you loose from your from your Chicago gaming company shackles that that you've been uh, that you've been tied to for all this time. How does it feel to be out on a on a day pass? It's pretty good. I was on ice like Demolition Man. I was, you know, they had buried me deep in some type of prison <laughs> cell, and I've been unthawed to, on your midweek show. <laughs> that's so awesome. Well, I know we've been talking about doing this for some time and that's uh that's my that's a lot a lot on me. My bad for for not getting you on a lot sooner. I was kind of hoping we'd have some news. One of the reasons why I was delaying a little bit was cuz I thought by now we'd have heard some news in the in the last, you know, even 6 months of of some Chicago gaming <laughs> news, but sadly that has not been the case over there. It's true. Yeah. You know, I, I'd been catching some some wind that it was going to be, you know, November, December. Then we really thought January, maybe. And at this point, I, I have no clue. I don't know what's happening over there. They're so exactly. They're so far off the radar. No one's even it's like we, we can't even remember the last time we've heard from them. We, we've sort of lost track of track of them all, especially in the wake of companies like Deep Root. It's kind of taken uh, some of the attention away from these guys from from CJC. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It feels a lot like when Monster Bash was having some of its issues. You know, it, it was just we knew it was coming, but it was delayed, delayed, and and then you know we finally got it, and it just it was kind of odd. You know, it was like a six month spread, and then there was quite a delay uh, to ship as well. So I, I'm hoping that's not the case again here. Maybe once we finally get announcement, maybe that's what the the delay is that they they're trying to get games in boxes and and ready to go when they announce. Let's hope they're trying to get their ducks in order over there. You know, you'd like to give them the benefit of the doubt and and 
and think that they're trying to be they're they're trying to go about this the right way. But at a certain point, the silence becomes a little bit deafening. You know, like give us something for God's sakes to make to let us know you're still alive. <laughs> you <know>? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it, it, there's so much rumor and talk that it, it is Cactus Canyon. That's what's coming. You know, if the cat's kind of out of the bag, wouldn't it be fun if we're close to a reveal to have some type of teasers, you know, maybe a glimpse of whatever the cool topper is going to be on this one, you know, just like a, and you can't see the whole thing, but maybe just part of it. It, it just seems odd that there's nothing like, you know, are you just going to come out and, Oh, here, here it is, you know, and this is what we've been waiting on. I, I would think the hype train would maybe start building now because with uh, how big a splash JJP made, and then we've got Zeppelin, you kind of need something to, to keep people's attention if, if they're after a remake that, that it's still coming, you know? Yeah. Cause there's definitely a market for these games and certainly they've proven that with medieval madness and Mars attacks. Those have been very successful, uh, call them vaults or, um, or remakes of those, of those titles. So I think they've got a great formula here. Their build quality has been excellent. Um, I thought with the Medieval Madness release, they had a lot of great ideas in terms of allowing people to customize their game, whether or not they brought, you know, a low a low priced game or the or the high trim game. You could customize that in between to your liking. So they had a, they've had a lot of really good ideas that I think have some merit and have some legs and and they've been successful with. It's just we can't we're not getting that repetition, you know, to feed the feed the beast, so to speak, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's it's too far in between releases. Uh, I mean, for me, because uh, I would love to see you know a remake every year. That that would be amazing. And there's there's plenty of, of games in that Bally Williams back catalog that would sell just fine. I mean, at this point, you could remake Adam's Family and probably sell oh, about God. a thousand units tomorrow. I mean, um, so yeah, the, there's a long break in between each each game, and and it is it is becoming kind of deafening with how all these other companies are, are ramping up, you know. I know Travis Murray over at Marv, Marv Loco talks about this quite a bit, but I think they're leaving a, a lot of money on the table by waiting so long because there is a bit of a sweet spot here in the market right now. And the longer they delay, I mean, you don't want to, obviously you don't want to have a release before you're ready, but they got to get their ducks in order over there and get the get the train going cuz cuz the time is now if it ever was there there was a time to get your release uh, going it's it's now i mean people got time in their hands they've proven that they've got cash in their pocket you know and there's an appetite for this stuff so now is the time i i just think they're they're really missing a big opportunity here by by not doing anything you know yeah yeah absolutely i mean you look at how delayed in backlog, you know, Stern is at this point at like 5,000 games behind Jersey Jack. You're, you're probably six months out on getting a GNR at this point, if you ordered today. So as the other companies got backlogged, I mean, what better time to release a game that if you had them in boxes to sell them, you know, as Stern starts to catch up, I mean, they're, they're probably pumping out what 500 
was it 500 games a week or something now or what, what's the it's number crazy yeah, yeah it's 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 something in that in that range i mean they they're thinking about a third line for god's sakes that that's what they're dithering on over there that and they've got that secret ingredient which is they've got the manufacturing facility to support all of their design aspirations you know and they've got a great roster of designers so they just they're in the sweet spot over there and they're and I, I can't remember what their market share is. It's like 90%. So they got the run of the house basically. And, sure. and they can't, they, they can do, I don't want to, I don't want to say this, but it's almost like they can do no wrong with, with, uh, with what they're doing over there. It just seems like if you can get an average or above average uh, table and be repetitive in, you know, in a, in a predictable way, you're going to be successful. I mean, Jesus, it, it, it sounds easy, but clearly other companies are, are struggling to do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> or yeah. other, you know, like Stern is, is so far ahead of everybody. It's almost laughable. Now you can argue about their quality and all the other stuff, but at the end of the day, I don't want to call them monopoly. And I, I'm not because these other, other companies are legitimate, like Jersey Jack, American pinball, CGC. So, they just got to get going here over at Chicago Gaming. They just got to get going because I because I do think they've got a very interesting pr- proposition over there with their vaulted titles. And I agree with you. There's a huge appetite for a reliable new inbox game from yesteryear. You know, in this in this hobby right now. Yeah, I mean the market's so ripe that there's a multitude of of things you could you can go for. Jersey Jack has the the higher end of the market. You know, Stern can capture not only the low end all the way up to the higher end of the market, but people still want those classic titles, and there's not enough of those to go around on the used market. So why not? The the only reason I could see them keep delaying this and pushing back is that if they're working on mul- we know they're working on multiple titles at once. There's there's no doubt about it. I mean. I'm from what I understand, the remake is pretty much in the bag. It's done. And that, you know, we know Dennis Nordman was over there working on a game, but he's now left to be lead game designer at American Pinball. Uh, Ben Heck has a game over there. So are they delaying this remake to get themselves in a more consistent release schedule? Like that's the only thing I could see making sense at this point. God, I hope so. Uh, I just hope it's not a complete shit show over there that we, you know, is being kept under wraps. And it very well could be the exact opposite, that they are in total disarray with no leadership <laughs> at, at the helm. And they don't know if they're coming or going. I, <laughs> I, it would be, it'd be hard to believe. No one fucking knows, right? No yeah. one knows. It would, I mean, it would be hard to believe with what a quality product they put out that, it, that yeah, it's just it like be. insanity. But at, <laughs> At the same time, you know, I always wondered because um, I can't remember the gentleman's name that owns the rights to, uh, you know, a lot of the the catalog for Valley Williams. Um, You know, he licenses those rights to um, CGC for the remakes. And and sometimes there is some licensing hurdles, like with the Monster Bash Topper. That was kind of a hurdle they had to overcome. But if it is Cactus Canyon, you know, that was a completely unlicensed theme, unlike the Monster Bash being a universal monsters property Mm -hmm. you know i wouldn't see any red tape there um so who knows what's going on behind the scenes i mean it is a tight ship there (laughs) you know there's there's really not a lot to report and when you're reaching out to people and it's uh, you know it's just total silence really crickets yeah Yeah. it's crickets i mean this market is so hot freaking jjp raised their price of those ces by a thousand dollars last week 
a thousand dollars, Matt. Can uh, you believe that? They're still they, gonna fucking sell them. They're oh, still yeah. gonna sell them. And I think they realized, oh shit, did we leave a lot of money on the table when we priced out these games? Because we can't keep up. I'm gonna go on a limb here. I don't know if they're gonna sell all five thousand of those CEs, but goddamn, they're gonna sell those for a long time. I think they're gonna sell them for a long time. The more I see this game, yeah. it's 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 a great game. It's, I mean, it's their evergreen title. It's their next yeah. Wizard of Oz. Uh, this yeah. thing is this thing will go back on the line over and over and over again. And it, but it really is the most impressive rock and roll pin. I mean, there's no way around it. Just looking at it, it's, you know, it's, it's the most impressive one just visually. So, you know, gameplay wise, I, I don't have any time on it really not enough to, to, to really give a review or anything like that, but just the light, the light show, the presentation, the theme integration is, is ridiculous. You know? So I've been watching Carl D'Angelo over there at IE pinball. Cause he's, he's streaming a guns and roses CE these days. And the more I see this title, the more I'm like, shit, maybe I should have bought that over my Avengers. I mean, it was close. If that title had come out, uh, even within a, f- a week of the Avengers release, I would have been really hard pressed to know what to do there. I fuck it. Now, I, I probably still would have got the Avengers, but but it's it is an intriguing game. The light show is fantastic. You know, the shots aren't as good as the Avengers. I, I don't think there's much of an argument there, but the damn game looks just so much fun. The sound effects are great. The video's awesome. I, I, I wonder if you don't get bored of that game after a, a, a little quicker because, you know, maybe the songs get a little tired, but there's 20 of there's, them. So yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, who's, who's going to only the best of the best are going to make it through a lot of these games, despite what people say. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever finish the Avengers I, after playing it solid for three months. And I'm talking, I'm playing this fucking thing an hour a day most days. And I still think after playing this thing for three months, I'm wondering if I'm ever going to finish this game because it's so fucking hard and challenging. I mean, in a fun way, but Jesus, <laughs> this is a hard game. This is not uh, This is not for you. I, I, I consider myself an average player. Maybe I'm below average. I don't know. But I'm, I don't see myself finishing this thing anytime soon. And I'm working hard at this fucker too. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like an hour a day. You're, 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 you're trying to speed run, you know, get video games over here with that kind of commitment. The, uh, I have an Avengers that's supposed to be here this month, a premium. Oh, you do. That's great. Yeah. I, I'm kind of cringing though, because I, I had a GNR paid in full and I had a friend get one, had some issues and he had some pretty serious pooling and I pulled the plug on the order. Wow. Now they just raised the price a thousand bucks you know, if I would have known that, I've been like, well, who gives a shit about the pooling? I could sell this mm-hmm. thing anyway and not lose any money, you know, once I'm done with it. So, um, I, you know, it is what it is. It, I, I may get one eventually, maybe not. But um, I'm looking forward to the Avengers. I've, I've owned all the other L1 games at this point, and, and I look forward to, to playing this one. Well, it, it's not a game that you are going to finish quickly. I mean, I've never seen you play pinball, but uh, unless you're unless you're a top-notch player, you're not going to burn burn through it in a in a weekend or a week. I, I don't think. Uh, although you know, early on, again, the, the, some of the top-notch players say they were bumping up against a um, an empty final battle Thanos mode, which right. has now been obviously added. But I think the game forces you to be accurate. It doesn't give you a fucking thing. Like it, <laughs> you, if you don't hit your shots cleanly, you're not going to make your shots. There's there's a little bit of leeway, but I'm telling you, not much. The 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 
the laneways are tight and it forces you to be so it forces you to be extremely a- uh, accurate and then when you miss your fucking shots you're down in the fucking pops and you're out the left lane you're out the right lane I'm starting to get the, the the feel now for when, you know, off that first bounce on the slings, I can get a sense of high or low. Usually when they, right. they hit high on the slings, you're going over that to way. the over to the out lanes and you're fucked. But um <laughs> so you gotta get ready on your nudges, you know? So it just sure. it just forces you to be extremely accurate and and to get up and get going on it because um, you can't kind of sit back and just sort of casually shoot because you're not going to fucking get anywhere. You're going to hit posts. You're going to hit fucking that upper flipper. I'm constantly, I was looking at it the other day. I'm like, there's a chunk out of my left upper flipper because I've smashed it off that fucking thing so many times trying to get to that uh, Iron Man block uh, up there that uh, you'll be banging it off that thing a million times. So that's the first little piece of rubber I've noticed uh, come away on that upper flipper just because you're hitting it con- like every game, you're smashing it off the thing. So, But it's a very fun game. I, I don't want to be too down in it because it's just it's it's frustrating in a fun way. You know, like it, it if ever there was a game that you're pissed off about but you want to play again, this is the game. You know, because yeah. it's not easy and it's like, God damn it, I was so close. If I only had done this, I w-, and then boom, you're pressing start again. And same fucking thing the next game. Like fucking boom, you know? I'm I'm forever saying just one more game, an hour fucking goes by, and I'm like, God damn, I gotta get off this thing because it's driving <laughs> me crazy. Yeah, I I um I have a, a thing with Elwin games where his ultimate wizard modes are are just out of my reach like i can i can complete the regular wizard modes but like it doesn't matter if it's iron maiden or jurassic park the the ultimate version whether it's in iron maiden it's run to the hills in jurassic park uh, when dinosaurs rule the earth i can uh, you know I, I beat the beast i escape nublar I was one shot away from when dinosaurs ruled the earth, but I, I had this amazing game to escape Nublar. And I'm like, there's no way, like, you know, I was, I missed one shot. And once you finish Nublar, the game's over. It, it doesn't give you a chance to, to go back in and, and, you know, restart or try to, the one shot I missed was in uh, con- the control room wizard mode. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I wasn't able to go back and try to restart that to complete it, which, I mean, it's kind of neat because, you know, when you beat a wizard mode, the game, they were talking about this on another podcast and it was kind of dumb. The game just starts over. Like, what's the point? You know, you, you finished it. But for, for me that I wanted that one shot, you know, I wanted that, that chance, but um, yeah, with run to the Hills, I could never get the level two like mummy card. I just had one hell of a time with that. So uh, I have a weird OCD with with finishing games before I sell them. Like you know, I really feel like a, I have to get to the wizard mode before I unload them. And um, so, so tell me on Avengers, what do I need to do to to battle Thanos if that's the the regular? Oh fuck, you're asking the wrong fucking guy because I'm still trying to figure this out myself. Well, here's the first thing about Avengers is that. The rule set is so fucking deep. I'm, I'm jokingly saying this, but it's almost too fucking deep. I mean, it's so deep that I'm still trying to figure out after playing this thing for three months. And I think Joel uh, Engelberth was saying this when he was on uh, last time as well, is that there are so many ways to get to the battle Thanos mode and to get through the certain certain modes based on type of gems you're collecting where you're placing those gems uh the different combo uh jackpots that you're getting 
So there's a lot of ways to play this game. And so because of that, you know, if you bang in your head up against, so what, what was happening to me is I'm like, every time I played, I went reality gem, uh, like time gem, reality gem, time gem, reality gem. And, and I was, and I, you know, I was getting stuck because I was, you know, every mode is a little different in terms of the number of shots you have to make. And so I, for whatever reason, I was getting stuck on that. You know, I get halfway through reality and, and, and I, it, it would blow up, but I just keep repeating those things over and over again. And I thought, well, fuck, let's just change it up and let's not worry about a specific order. Let's just get, you know, let's go for the mind gem. Let's go for the power gem. Let's do it. And that's where I think is where the brilliance of this game is, is that there are so many ways you can attack it to get to your final spot that if something's not working, like Joel was saying, you can, you know, shift gears and go in a completely different direction. Right. You know, like I still haven't figured out how that fucking computer drop target system works completely. I'm getting my head wrapped around it more and more. But again, it's just I, I've been focusing so much on just making combos, trying to get through the gem battles that the that the computer target is kind of like an afterthought. It kind of like the ball's randomly smacking up against it half the time anyway. So I just kind of let it do its right. thing. But I know there are some real benefits in paying more attention to that. You know, there are some great bonuses and, and jackpots and stuff in there if you if you if you try and time those shots better. And so it just forces you to play, I think, as under control as you can. And I've in some ways, I think my playing has gone backwards because I've become obsessed with trying to control the fucking ball <laughs> so I can at least make shots more accurately so i'm kind of i've kind of stepped back a little bit i almost feel like in the first month i had this game i i was getting further because i was caring less and maybe i was just randomly getting places that i i normally you know wouldn't be but now i'm really trying to control the ball i'm trying to be more accurate and and so because of that you know i'm taking a step back before i can step forward so that's a long-winded way of coming around to say you have no uh, idea. One, <laughs> I have no fucking clue. And number two, I'll be surprised if you get if you get there as soon as you have with other games because it's very challenging. Uh, uh, I just think it's a very challenging game. But we'll see. I'm 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 I I I'm really curious to hear your thoughts of it after having it for a month or two, and um, to see if you get if you get bored with it. I was like, I was on the verge of getting bored with it about a month and a half in and then something clicked in my head where I really got into all of the shots and the combinations and the variety because I think again I was try- I was thinking about the game a little too a little too linearly and not opening my eyes to like the possibilities of of going for different combinations in different orders. I've been really focusing on trying to get more portal locks which not to keep droning on here, but which which led me to realize that my game actually has a problem with it, believe it or not, Matt. And it's the classic problem that this game suffers from, the premium and LE, which is some of the uh, buyers have had problems with their subway mechs. You know, every every game seems to have its Achilles heel as far as mechanisms or problems with turtles. It was the, the it, most recently it was <laughs> the diverter, right? With Stranger Things, it was the it was the um, the demigorgon, uh, uh, and the, uh, you know, shot the, the 
a telekinesis lock on the back <laughs> and the telekinesis lock yeah. was, was a problem for some people as well and for the avengers i would say that it's been the subway mechanism first and some people i know have had problems with the with the portal um you know with the spinning disc going up and down some people have had problems with that uh, some people have, have had problems with I think just the ramps or some of the plastics breaking, particularly on the Captain Marvel loop shot. So I'm not going to bore you with what the problem was, but I realized in, in again, figuring out how the game and the rule set was working, that in fact, my subway mechanism wasn't, uh, wasn't working properly. So when I got two balls down there in a portal lock, it actually wasn't registering properly. And anyway, it was, it was causing, you know, balls to go out of sync and, uh, you know, I, balls would drain and the game, oh, you know, okay. the ball wouldn't be over and it would start looking for balls yeah, and stuff ball like that. So, and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So, so Zach, uh, Zach, many to the rescue again, the guy's a trooper, you know, got on the phone with me uh, uh, earlier in the week and we spent about an hour just going through some of the different tests and, uh, and God, the guy's a genius. I mean, he, he, he wasn't even fucking with me and he's, <laughs> he's guiding me through this game. Like, like Ray Charles on a piano, you know, like he, he, he really knows his shit. So anyway, we, he, with his, with his help, he helped me, um, deduce that in fact, the subway mechanism wasn't holding a ball in the furthest position towards the right. VUC in front of the opto sensor. So the sensor actually didn't know a ball was there. That's our, that's oh, our cool. uh, theory anyway. So anyway, Stern's been very good. I've got, I've got one coming on, on warranty because this has been a, a known problem where that, the mechanism to move the ball along is a bit sketchy down there. When you start to look at it, it's it's okay, but but it can gr those teeth can grind and get jammed in there. And so some people have had problems with the teeth not releasing. With me, the teeth aren't going up high enough to actually hold the ball in place. Oh. Um, and there's been other little issues with people have had problems with the molding and, and stuff like that so not to freak you out at all but those are the issues that are always lingering i think with with these games there's a certain percentage of them they're going to have mechanical problems yeah and... i almost come to expect it at this point uh i think i had all kinds of stuff on the elvira and house of horrors and the, i had a turtles premium and it was like at this point i just come to expect that i'm going to tear half the game apart and have to realign some optos or or do something because it, it seems like there's always you know a feature or a mech that's kind of getting out of sorts yeah it's interesting isn't it it's like it's kind of the downside of making these games more complicated in in my mind is that it adds a lot of complication in terms of the mechanisms and I'd like to think that it's it's maybe just a QC issue, but I do think there's some complexity here and that for whatever reason, something's going wrong in these things. A certain percentage of them are always going to go wrong. Again, it's just the it's just the beast, I think, that is pinball in some ways. And yeah, depending on those on the mechs that are being used, particularly ones that are being designed uh, that aren't standard off the shelf shit, you know, you're going to have issues. You're going to have issues. Yes. Yeah. yeah, definitely. I mean. You know, I think a lot of times what happens is they they make a prototype batch of, of these parts or they get some in from a vendor. And then once the vendor starts mass producing them and they're putting them in games, oh, well, they're not as good as the the, the early versions we got or and, and you know, they're they're causing all kinds of issues like the, the Turtles diverter. That, that was a, a prime example of just a bad batch of servos, you know. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm sure some of it's vendor related. I know they got good QC controls over there because I've seen the I've seen the video with the lady measuring all the shit coming in, you know, and the guy playing the pinball <laughs> machine. <after they> <laughs> <assembled>. <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> they're doing QC. So I, I just got to think that it, it's just sort of, it's almost come to be, like you said, an accepted part of the hobby where a certain, uh, there's going to be problems and it's just sort of, you just have to kind of grin and bear it and hope that it's nothing major. And, and that all these parts, as Zach keeps reminding me, are completely replaceable. It's easy to say that when you don't have a group of friends coming over uh, the next day and your Avengers subway mech has stopped right. working, you know. But in the grand scheme of things, Stern, I, th- I think, not uh, again, uh, some people out there may have had different experiences. But so far in my experience, they've been very good about, you know, warranty replacement on known known issues you know the other thing you're going to have to do with this game and be aware of when you get it matt is i found with this game with that captain marvel loop because there's been a lot of people who i've noticed on pin side who are complaining that there's too many rejects coming off that loop here's what i found about that i think the loop is going to reject more than a normal ramp let's just start right right there so Let's say like that center ramp or the right ramp, you're going to, if you hit that thing, you're going to make that probably, you know, easily 70 to 90% of the time, right? Unless you, unless you got a clunker, (laughs) you know, but, but there's, you, you hit it, you know, and you can hit it with, with those other two ramps with both flippers. So your percentages of making those shots are going to be much higher. That Captain Marvel ramp though I'm probably running, it's less than 50, I'd say. I'm probably down around 45-ish. But to me, when I'm playing that game, what I've noticed is, is that when you make it, it's unbelievable. But again, it's a risky shot the way way it is. And you need a certain ball speed and it has to come in on a certain angle. And so it's not the shot that you're going to make every single time like clockwork. You know, it's not it's not that type of shot. But here's what I found with this table. This table requires you and it's going to sound like uh, a a very basic thing, but but I've been kind of getting a little lazy with it. You got to keep your table and those balls polished to keep the keep the speed on the table as high as possible so i'd say if you're playing it a lot like once a week give it a give it a good wipe down a little polish with the number one novus or whatever you're using and just to keep again that ball speed because i noticed a big difference it was probably six weeks i went without cleaning my table because i was just like i don't want to you know i was getting lazy i'm like i'm not pulling the glass off it i kind of like what's happening but i noticed more and more I'm not making that Captain Marvel shot to the point where I was making like one in 10. So I was like, fuck this. Took the glass off, gave it a good polish. What do you know? <laughs> I'm making the thing like crazy, yeah. right? Because you're getting the ball speed that you need. And so it does require a certain speed to make that shot. You can't make it from what I've noticed, at least on my table. I can't make that Captain Marvel shot from a from a standstill. Oh, really? You got to have ball momentum. Yeah, and I'd say you need about a flipper's worth of roll before you have a chance of making that shot and maybe a little bit more depending on your pitch and all that stuff. So it's not a shot that you can make from a dead a dead shot, you know? So it kind of makes it fun though because when you make it, it feels fantastic, you know? And you're like, ah, oh, shit, I did it, you know? But to me, it's, it's, I think it's great because you got two other ramps that are fantastic and then you got the, you got the wild card ramp that, that you have to hit perfectly if you're going to make it. Sure, you know? yeah. And I, I heard Elwin on one of the podcasts talking about how he, he'll hit that ramp with some turtle wax and uh, the Captain Marvel to, to make it flow a little smoother. Yeah, um, I agree. The, my question is like, 
so say you rattle the entrance or you get a reject uh, because you didn't get a clean shot at it. How's the recovery from mm-hmm. it? Is it like a death, well, a death trap? Or- well, it depends because I've had ones where, you know, it comes right back to you and you're like, I'm going to fucking hit it again. And fucking that thing comes right back to you again. It comes back right back. I've done that maybe like I had one hilarious game where I tried to smack it three times and all three times it fucking <laughs> came back to the same flipper. I just kept trying to hit it, hit it, hit it. That has, has only happened to me once, but but most times when you make when you get it gets rejected, I'd say I'd say most times you're okay. Again, it kind of just depends. Like if it just rattles off, usually it goes in a different direction and you're fine. But it, if it just kind of goes halfway up and comes straight back, ooh, it's it's so dicey. So I'm you know, but I'm gonna get a warning. Yeah. yeah, but that's okay because I to me that's that's what pinball is like. You're taking a chance, going for that sure. shot, and if you fuck it up, then you risk losing. I mean, it's the same with the center ramp. I, I can't tell you the number of shots where, again, if you don't make it, say you go halfway or three quarters of the way up, that thing is going to come screaming down the center at at you, and uh, there's a good chance it'll go right right down the right down the middle for, and it that's a painful one because you can <laughs> see that one coming from a long way. Yeah. You're like Jesus, yeah. <laughs> You'll have a lot of fun with it, though, Matt. You're playing with the shots and the combinations. That's where this game really shines. You're not going to be impressed with the with the animations. I think the light show is actually excellent for what it is, but it's not the animations that's going to keep you coming back. It's going to be these shots and and what the game is trying to get you to do. You know, with the different gem gem shots, which is where I think Elwin's designs are genius because he forces you to play in ways that you might not like to he gets you out of your comfort zone he's like nope to make this shot you now you have to go over here on this side of the table where you're you're weak right Right. or up here and try and make that shot in a limited number of shots like that soul gem fucking mode drives you crazy because you know you have 30 shots to to uh it's it's kind of like that escape from nublar right except you're not really on a timer you're on just a number a pure number of flips right and um, it'll drive you fucking crazy because you're like, God damn it, I, I can make those shots. And then all of a sudden you can't make the fucking shot. You know? Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, I, I think I mean, for me, Jurassic Park was probably one of my favorite layouts of all time. Like I, I love shooting that pin. It's it's tough, but fair. And I'm hoping Avengers is like that. And, you know, I, I think the I played like three games on Jurassic Park and decided to buy it because, you know, I did a left ramp, a right ramp. Uh, side the side shot off the third upper flipper and then back to the helicopter pad ramp and I was like this is incredible like I've I gotta I gotta have this and you know the, the only unfortunate thing and and I know a lot of people have complaints about the animations on Avengers or, or whatever and maybe the call outs but I could care absolutely care less because I'm I, this is not a game I'm gonna keep but it's not a dream theme. I know it's going to shoot great. The code's probably amazing, just like Jurassic. But there again, Jurassic Park wasn't a dream theme for me. So I, these, this is one of those games that I, I'm going to get for a while, you know, play the heck out of it, and then, you know, move it on until the next one. Yeah, so that's interesting that you're you're already saying you're going to uh, you're going to move it along. And I know you've moved on a, a number of games. Do you have any games that you that are like bolted to your floor or is this kind of the way you you generally roll within the hobby in terms of uh, playing a game for a number of months and then moving it along when you get a little tired of it? Um, yeah, typically the, you know, the only, I would say 95% of the games that I get, I, I mean, I, I know that I'm probably not going to keep them, 
um, and the longer I've been in it, the the quicker I know, you know, uh, I'll get to the end of the game faster. I'll, uh, I know it's not, you know, maybe the layout for me or the code set for me. And then I, you know, I'll play it a good bit and, and then kick it, kick it out the door. Uh, Twilight Zone is one that I've, the theme, the, the whole package of that game is, is a, was a bolt to the floor. I mean, it was kind of the grail game when I got into the hobby that I, I wanted. And uh, so I, I bolted that one. And, and surprisingly, um, Elvira House of Horrors, that, that will end up being probably a bolt for me. So what do you what is it about Elvira that so, that you like, Matt? Because yeah. When that game came out, people were like, "It's it." The shots are too open. The house mech is lazy. Yeah. Da, 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 uh, and you know, so there are a lot of people were down on it when it first came. It's too expensive. This is bullshit. You know, there's a lot of <laughs> naysayers with it. And now the fucking thing, they can't keep them on the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. So it, I mean, the code Lyman is is starting to to put the the polish on it. I mean, it's at one or whatever anyway, but. If you're a fan of old horror movies, mystery science theater, that sort of thing, this game is for you. Like it's, you know, that honestly, it, it is flawed in some areas. I'm not going to lie. It's if you're a tournament player and you're looking for a more difficult game and, and I like difficult games, but if, if you're the kind of person that, yeah, I like medieval madness, I like attack from Mars, but I want a little bit deeper code than that. And I want, you know, LCD screen movie clips this is that type of fan layout game. That's a pretty easy shooter. And if you're into that kind of horror theme, it's perfect. So like I never wanted medieval madness or attack from Mars because I'd played them so much on location and, and I played them to death and beat them. And I, I didn't want to pay the money to have them. They're great games, but you know, the depth of code just really wasn't there. Elvira gives you, you know, a, a, a lot more depth compared to those, the Valley Williams games and also a theme that's in my wheelhouse. So it, Really, it's it's kind of fortunate. If the theme wasn't there, I probably would would never bold it. But you know, when you've got movies like Manos in the Hands of Fate and Night of the Living Dead in there, it's like it's a, it's a winner for me. Well, the humor element is there. It's got a that game has such a great personality in 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 all aspects of it, and and certainly they accentuate that with the code. And that's another area. Not to keep going back to this this thing but where the you know the avengers is really lacking because it's a very stiff it doesn't have a lot of personality beyond the fact it's kicking the shit out of you constantly you know unfortunately it's 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 a bit superman stiff as i as i say because you know superman unfortunately my beef with superman is that he's got no personalities that one of the you know strongest superheroes you know in in the dc universe anyway let's say and yet his personality is pretty cardboard, right? Right. And Avengers is very much like that. It's it's very uh, stiff in that way. There's not Thanos is very you know, uh, 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 and and the superheroes while they're while they have you know you can tell the difference of them through their through their voice acting. There's not it's not flowery over the top. This game doesn't you know reek fun and laughs. Um, <laughs> other than the fact that you're playing pinball and you're and you're making amazing shots. Sure, but it's 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 not making you go oh isn't that hilarious and da 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 da. You know what I mean? Like like Elvira right. does, like Rick and Morty does, like like some of the other games that have a lot of personality and are and are you know overtly fun. I would say sure. Avengers is not overtly fun. It is fun because you're shooting all these crazy shots and fun because the light show actually is excellent i think it's really good I, I i think the light show is very underrated in that game when that thing gets fucking rocking you're you're blinded by the flashes and the and the amount of rgb lighting going on it's 
I think it's I think it's great as far as the lighting goes, but but it's not Elvira hilarity, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's cheesy and goofy, and if you're looking for, you know, like I say, it's it's not the game for everybody. In fact, there was times where I almost sold it just because I was getting to the end so frequently, not all the the code was in it, and I was like, God, you know, when when are we going to get a wizard mode in this thing? And and once all the mini wizards got in there and all the features got in there. I really enjoyed playing it so much um, that even I was getting to the end of it and, and seeing the, the mini wizard modes and the wizard modes pretty frequently. Um, I, I was like, I just love this game because the, there's certain moments in it that are, that are so fun and, and, and not, you know, just enjoyable to get to. There's a mode called Gappa Angry, and it's a series of, you know, locking all the balls around the play field in different areas. And it, it's just a great moment. The game just absolutely explodes if you finish it. Um, so, yeah, I don't think Avengers has those types of moments, but also Avengers is, is a more way more interesting layout, you know. I mean, Elvira, it, those shots are open. Don't get me wrong, 90% of the play field, if I'm on that day, I mean – I can have a 45 minute game, no problem. And you know, that not every game you want to play needs to be 45 minutes long. I mean, that, that's one reason I got rid of Lord of the Rings was, you know, I was having 45 minute games like, you know, consecutively. So uh, not for everybody, but if you're into that sort of thing and, and maybe you want a fan layout game, that's kind of an easier shooter, but has a little more depth. I, I would give it a whirl. Yeah. That's certainly one of my dream themes. Cause I love that, that series, both the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit. And I have, if they ever vault that game, I'm going to be very hard pressed not to buy it because, you know, although I wasn't completely in love with it when I played it at the um, at the arcade a while back uh, before before COVID started, I just didn't have enough time with it to really get into it. And when you're at an arcade, so much of the pin, is pinball, it's about the sound and about hearing what's going on. You can't hear shit in there in those places. So so I was a little underwhelmed by it. Right. But and the Hobbit, I just, I just, that was almost going to be my first game until I played the fucking thing. And I was so disappointed with the wide body, even though I was like going in, I was like, I fucking love wide bodies. And I played, I'm like, I hate this fucking yeah, game. Yeah. <laughs> and I was so disappointed because the fucking video assets are there and it's, oh, yeah. it's a very cool game. And I know it has its own cult following. And trust me, if I'm just standing around watching a game, I, I would watch that game all day long, sure. but to play it and shoot it. I found it very underwhelming and I, I can remember it so clearly the first time I went to the distributors and all the games are lined up. The first one I tried was, um, was Hobbit. Next one I tried with pirates and I thought I'm going to, I going in, I was like, I want one of these games. I played them both. I was like, I fucking hate them both. I went over to, I went over to Aerosmith of all games. I'm oh, like, wow. I actually like this game better than <laughs> both of them. And I'll tell you why it was the wide body that was really throwing yeah, me off. Yeah. I like the speed that came with the narrower stern, uh, oh, yeah. stern and the snappy flippers, cabinet you know yeah you know and i'm like this is wh- how i remember pinball sure. you know this is what is is more fun to me and so then that got me down a whole different path but anyway uh and not that those games are bad um you know th- again i would love any of them in my in my um, game room uh, if i had the room but when you're only you know when you only have space for one or you can only afford one you know you gotta you gotta choose them but if they vaulted that lord of the rings Boy, I'd have to really consider long and hard because I I love those the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings. I I just think 
from a movie, st- st- you know, a trilogy standpoint, I I'm not sure you can get much better no, when you look at the, yeah, the, it's the about pictures as, of those. those yeah. things. Lord of the Rings is probably one of the most perfect, you know, trilogy. Oh uh, god. Yeah, and I, I think anybody that's like a diehard pinball fan should should probably own it at least once. And and if you love the movies, then by all means, you know, maybe bold it. But um, yeah, it it was one of those games. I got I become so obsessed with getting to Valinor that when I finally did it, I was like, all right, bye bye. Like you know, <laughs> I'm not doing that again. <laughs> I, yeah, it, literally, that's what happened. I, I put it up for sale like the next day. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So y'all, it'll be interesting to hear your thoughts, and you can certainly come back again and talk to us about Avengers after you've had it for a little while, because I I thought I'd get there as well, but but even still, and I played the thing. I was looking at some of the audits of my games. I'm up to believe it or not, man. I'm up to a thousand fucking games on this thing. Wow. Now not a thousand completed, but I've started a thousand games. Oh yeah. And I I'm notorious for like if my ball one sucks, I'm resetting that fucker right up right out of the bat. I'm like fuck this. Yeah. I know where this is going. You know, if you drain in ten seconds, <laughs> you're like fuck that. I'm not enduring this for another two balls. Right. So, but I and so I probably finished you know, probably 500 of, of those of those 900 games. And I, I still find it, there's something about, again, the combination of those shots in, in the various gem battles and, and in even just getting to those gem battles that there's a longevity, I think, in the playability of this game. Also, it'll be interesting to hear your opinion about all that when you start to uh, when you start to own it, and you never know that sucker may be uh, pushing another title out before you know it, Matt. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, that you know, <laughs> it, it seems like he's the machine that can't be stopped. You know, it, what's killing me is that he's like lay, great layout every time. You know, three in a row, great layout. Not not any of them like you know for me is like a dream theme it's like he's gonna run out of all his good layouts and then i'm gonna he's gonna finally get a theme i want and it's gonna suck or something you know i know it's like i'm oh god it's killing me maybe i'll just retheme one you know just take avengers and retheme it something else but no it's true i mean even the avengers for me wasn't necessarily a dream theme but it was more on the path of what i wanted ultimately and the layout for me with the ramp combinations and that Captain Marvel ramp and the disc coming up and down with the subway, I was like, that's, that's it. That's the fucking, that looks in my head. That's like pinball utopia, seeing all that shit laid out there. Cause I'm a ramp fucking, you know, I just love ramps and crazy shots like that. And uh, to me, yeah, you know, it's funny you say that because I played whitewater a while back and I was like, I didn't like it. I actually didn't really? like it because I thought, yeah, you know why? Because I because I thought the way they incorporated that whole, I don't know if you want to call it like a mountain scene with the water. Like, I just thought it looked really cheesy, all that plastic in there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a lot a, of molded. Yeah, It's an ugly hunk of shit, in my opinion. <laughs> Damn, you know, I was like, is... this is the ugliest fucking game I've ever seen. <laughs> you can't look at that topper and say ugly. That thing's amazing. No, that topper is unbelievable. Yeah. That's the only thing actually that I really liked about it. I'm like, damn, I love this topper. You know, with the it's, it's like cheesy but awesome at the same time. They need more of those in the pinball hobby. But the game itself, I wasn't loving. Now it was it was fun for what it was, but I was like, eh. It just reminded me of that bad old school 80s plastic that they kind of didn't know. They, they had they had a great idea about that game, but they couldn't kind of make it work in a in an aesthetically pleasing way. And maybe you know? the so boulders are what bothered you. Maybe the color eight yeah. boulders because they, they kind of have a weird brownish. Sometimes they're, they're different tints too, depending on like 
the run of whitewater you have yeah. like they're, they're different and the age of it yeah. and yeah the condition of it and um, all that stuff i get it and i'm being maybe a little a little brutal with that you that know had any, like doo-doo boulders in it just like poo yeah i don't know chips and shit like it looks like bird shit on on it you know when those the plastic gets like worn in some places you know and this is the, the roughest whitewater review i've ever heard <laughs> i had one for a bit i had one for a little while I'm gonna get a I'm gonna get a hundred fucking whitewater owners oh, yeah. telling me I'm full of shit and I, I shouldn't be in the hobby and I'm and I, I'm a disaster and you know yeah you're gonna get some from the guys who like converted it to like the uh, snow scene where it's like that the, the, the he's like a white you know yeti and all that yeti. stuff and they're gonna be like yeah what do you think about that no more shit on here <laughs> suck it Bobby. <laughs> What do you think, just to swing back to old uh, Chicago gaming here, fuck, I was on their website just to even see if there was a sniff of anything different on that site. Why does that website look like it was built back in the 90s when the internet first came out <laughs> and it hasn't been updated since? It is fucking horrible. It's pretty rough, yeah. I, I don't think I've had anything good to say tonight. <laughs> but, no, it's... um. There's some good stuff here. Like I, I love what they got on it, but yeah. I, the presentation of it it's is pretty bland. So yeah, horrific. You know, oh, it's horrific, Matt. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. It looks like somebody. I think my eight-year-old child could do a better job with this. Like it looks like someone took a, a little internet template thing off. Just started of, writing uh, like plain. You know, GoDaddy. Text. Even yeah. GoDaddy would be better than this shit. You know, because it's it's just bad. Beyond that, like I see three of the most popular pinball games in the history of pinball. Which again is their is their secret weapon here. They got Monster Bash, Attack from Mars, Medieval Madness. These are in the top five constantly. Now these days, one one or two of them may be slightly out because <laughs> they're getting a lot of competition. But these games are in the top ten, no problem. And they're classics, right? And everyone loves them. I love Attack from Mars. That was the other one that I was considering uh, getting when when I was first looking at it, either an original or or one of these remakes and. I just think that game, all of these games have a longevity. Now, if I'm being truthful, Monster Bash eh, doesn't yeah. doesn't agree with me. I love Medieval Madness and I love Attack from Mars. Like, if I had to choose between one of them, I'd go Attack from Mars just because I like the art and the theming a little better than the Medieval Madness. But two brilliant games. Yeah. And so they got again, they've got a uh, a real recipe here that the rest of the field doesn't have. At, you know, from going back and getting these licenses from tried and true classic titles right like you said adam stanley they could fucking sell a boatload of those things if they could ever hope to get the license and it's i'm sure it's sitting with some movie company right now and it's not going anywhere but let's just say if they could get it you got to think that that is a five to ten thousand machine winner you know if it was priced properly and it had the right stuff i would think easily you know two thousand i mean like I, I think no problem. Oh, at least. Yeah. Oh, Christ, at least that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just no question about it. And I mean, you know, if, if I was, if I had my pick of the litter and we don't have to worry about licensing or anything like that, I mean, Indiana Jones has gotten ridiculous. I mean, just the price of yeah. that game is insane. And it's, it's at a point now where it's just, it's just burst the bubble for like what I'm willing to pay for it. But if I could buy a brand new one in the box, that would be a really cool experience for me personally. I love the movie. I agree. You know, it'd be really cool to unbox that game. Like I can imagine someone out there who like 
oh man, like I always wanted another medieval madness and now I get to unbox it. Like that was probably a really special moment, you know, if you always wanted to unbox that game. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, for me, unboxing an IJ would be like unbelievable. You know, that'd be great. I wonder, speaking of Indiana Jones, no one's been talking about this map, but there's another fucking Indiana Jones movie coming out, dude. It's been uh, delayed by COVID. It's fucking coming. I wonder if Stern's going to get it. What do you think? I hope not. The The last Stern Indiana Jones was awful. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't remember it. I only think of the I only think of the one with the gun that everyone fucking loves. I don't even think about the other do one. Do me a favor, pull up just the playfield right now. Just pull up the playfield. <laughs> oh, that's the one with that's the one with Sean Connery on it. Is that the one that they that they got? Was that the one? Well, that this theirs? one incorporates Crystal Skull. So like maybe you're on to something. Maybe they'll incorporate this next movie as well. But um yeah, the play I mean the playfield art, everything is hideous. It, I don't think it really shoots that. It's boring as hell. It's just super boring. You know, not not a fan of that game. Now, the Stern Pirates, uh, I, I thought that one was pretty good. Yeah, it sucks. It's about as entertaining as like Harley Davidson. I remember when that game came out, I was like, and I and I hadn't played pinball for a while because I can't remember when it was released in the, was it the early 90s? or Yeah. Late? Yeah. And I hadn't played or been in an arcade for a while. And I think I was in, it wasn't like a Chuck E. Cheese, but it was, it was a, it was a restaurant of some type. And in the lobby of this place was a fucking brand new Indiana Jones. I just about shit myself. <laughs> the thing was so beautiful. And I was like, oh, I gotta find out how much this thing has. And of course, at the time, you know, I was just getting going. I think I might've, I, I was just out of college or whatever. And I didn't have a, a pot to piss in. So it was like, whether it was a thousand dollars or five thousand dollars, but I think it was what it was well over even back then Canadian. It was over it was over five grand. Wow. So I remember liking it enough just to take a look and, and see how much it was. And it was it was a lot of money even back in the day. But uh, what a beautiful, beautiful pin and a classic, a classic. So like you said, if CJC were to, were to release that again, I mean, holy shit, they'd have a they'd have an army of people that wanted one of yeah. those I, overnight. I, but, sure. if, but if they wanted to avoid the licensing hurdle, I mean, you wouldn't believe the amount of people that just even message me from time to time like, hey, have you heard anything about them doing a Toten? Like a, a Tells the Arabian Nights remake. Yeah. I'm like, I, I know that was one that they wanted to do when they first started talking about doing remakes. But, it, you know, I, I personally haven't heard anything. And yeah, that game, there you go. There's another one that that would just fly off the shelf immediately. Um, everybody knows, you know, the, the, the heavy hitters, I mean, Circus Voltaire is one. A lot of people say theater of magic. Um, you know, there, there's a ton of them out there. I I think, you know, they could be doing remakes for the next five or six years if they wanted to, but I think you're right. If they could even do one a year consistently. So every year, you know, and everyone's talking about what's the next CGC remake going to be? What's it going to be this year? What's it going to be the next year? If they could even do one, if they could do two a year, Jesus, the the sky's the limit with, with that, you know, and maybe that's asking a bit too much, but even if they could do one consistently winner title every single year, I, in the next decade, they could have a, a stellar lineup, you know, of of games at their at their disposal. I, I think the the magic would be, you know, because they're getting into doing some original games. They may have licenses, but yeah, but but they're not remakes. So right. the magic would be you have a remake and you have a, an original license title every year. You know, you know, a new license game every year with a remake. Two games a year, and I mean, they would just crush it. That's all. That's all they need to do. This is the company. If I could choose one more company, one company that I wanted to see more of right now, it would be CGC. I want to see more of this company. I want to see them 
come forward as you know a serious player in this hobby and i know they are they build a great a great game they've got a lot of other things in their in their wheelhouse beyond pinball other people have talked about um, you can even see it from their website they're in all sorts of video game consoles they do a foosball thing i'm sure they're doing other shit behind the scenes as well that we don't even see on this uh, on this website uh, which is making them all their dough. So pinball clearly is not the focus of this company. I just wish they were more visible, vocal, and given us something to to keep us interested in the months and months and months that they they go without hearing anything. Yeah, know? yeah. I mean, I, I would love to to have some correspondence there and and to know, hey, uh, you know, wait and see. Even if they were coming out, maybe not giving it the the whole. Uh, you know, uh, fixed treatment or even, um, you know, the, the deep root, the brash, you know, here we come coming out like guns firing. We're going to be the, the biggest. I wish they do that. You do. I you wish they that? would come out. I wish for, for this company to do that. You know why? Because we know they can build a, a stellar game. We know those games are solid. We know they deliver when they, when they announce okay. a game, they actually do deliver them. So I wish they would come out and say, guess what guys? We're gonna rock your world in the next in the next twenty four months. Get ready. We're gonna release four fucking titles in two years, and you know three of them are gonna be licenses that you guys know and love, and one's gonna be a, a wild card. Uh, we think it's gonna be a winner, but it's a it's a unlicensed theme. I don't know. Someone had a dream in the middle of the night and came up with this crazy fucking idea, and we decided what the hell we're gonna take a flyer on it because we got a rich owner and he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so <laughs> you know. So the plus side is, yeah, they, they build these great games, uh, the, the remakes, but it's one thing to copy someone else's work, you know, mm-hmm. Hey, we, we can, we went and got a, an original medieval madness and we reproduced all the parts and, and we upgraded the electronics. So obviously we have an electronics engineer on staff or two, and they reworked, you know, the board system and, and how the GI works. And we added some RGB, but that still you're, you're improving on someone else's work. Do they have the engineering skills to take an, an original or a license, you know, a new license game, a brand new game from scratch and, and bring it, you know, and, and produce it? Because we know Nordman left um, and it sounded like he kind of left Deep Root for the same reason that he didn't have an engineer. So that, that concerns me that, you know, are they able to get these things from... Uh, a, a foam core like Norman uses or a CAD drawing or even an early Whitewood into, okay, we have the mechs engineered. We have everything. We can go into production with this. That that's, that's where I'm not, you know, is, is that the, where the disconnect is? Well, who knows, but it just sounds like, again, there's just not a cohesive captain at the helm over there or a leader over there. That's, really driving the ship in a in a very you know straightforward and direct way i mean who knows all the challenges they got over there and certainly in this day and age with supply chain issues galore i can only imagine that the average pinball manufacturer is struggling like hell even just to get parts from their suppliers these days let you know let alone stick to a a production schedule and again i think it just it just shows how stern has this down to a to a science to the point where we just think every fucking company that comes along should be able to do what they do. Right. I got bad news. This is the reason why they aren't doing it because it's so much of a challenge. And I just think the timeline to getting these things built is so frustratingly long for the most part. I think that's where the reality comes in. It's like, it's just frustratingly 
long. And so I, I don't, I don't doubt that some of these designers are like, fuck this. I've been waiting. I've been on the fence for a year. I've designed my game. I, it's ready to go, but I can't get an engineer. I can't get the parts in. I can't, you know, there's production delays. I can't get a line. I can't, do you know what I mean? So, sure. I, I, and I don't know what the issues are and I'm sure there's a thousand of them that uh, out there. So to, so to sit here and, and, and pretend like I know what the fuck I'm talking about in there well, is, uh, is crazy. But, but you can only imagine, I, I'm sure there's a, there's a gazillion things that can slow these companies down and do slow them down. Sure. Otherwise be, people will be releasing games all over the place. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like the game Dennis was working on at CGC. He is going to, you know, help finish that off. You know, so I think maybe what happened at CGC and like deep root where it was kind of like, Hey dude, I've got three Whitewoods done and, and we hadn't even started engineering the first one. Right. Like getting it to the, into a, a prototype stage. It, it almost seemed like he got such a, a, a actual um, job offer from American pinball instead of a contract role at CGC. He was like, yeah, this is a better deal. And I know, you know, we're, we're going to, take off running from the get-go. I'm, I'm going to take off and go to American Pinball. So it may have not been that CGC didn't have the resources. It was just a better job offer, you know, um, at the time. So, and, and another thing people forget about, I mean, CGC is Churchill Cabinet Company. They make the cabinets. They do the playfields in-house. They've got Butch Peel now doing support. So they have a lot of strong players in place, but, I don't know who else is behind the scenes. So when you say they make the cabinets, do they make the cabinets for other pinball manufacturers or are they making cabinets for video game terminals or what's their, when they say, when you say cabinets, what, yeah, what, what do you mean I, by I, that? I know they, um, they, they obviously do some arcade cabinets and multi-cades for themselves that they sell. Right. Um, I'm not sure if they're currently producing any cabinets for other pinball companies, but I, I believe they were the ones that supplied Williams with their cabinets back in the day. And who knows, they may be doing other, you know, video games game terminals for for uh for casinos or you know there's a lot of cabinets out there that you kind of take for granted someone someone's making those things yeah and i I know that's probably the larger part of the business there you know pinball is uh kind of a, a second tier for them i believe i think that producing cabinets for other companies or for their multi cades and different things are are their top priority and and pinball is kind of like okay we're we're still kind of in the grassroots phase, you know, coming up. We're, we're not trying to compete with Stern. We're trying to do a lower volume. But, you know, are they going to flip the switch and try to get more of that market share? Still unknown. Yeah. I mean, if I had to beg for any of these companies to get going over there, I, it's like this is the one that I really want to see get going on a consistent basis. I know I'm beating a dead horse here, but please, Jesus, CGC, give us something in the next in the next little while that we can wrap our head around and and consistently give us stuff. Because again, their products are excellent. Like as much as I don't like Monster Bash, it's a great looking title and and you know it's a classic pinball machine. And there's just a formula there that I think they're um, they're wasting or that you know they again it's what sets them apart from all these other companies is that they're they they have access or they've they've chosen to go after some of these titles and uh, these licenses for these older titles. And I, I think it's a winner. I I. Just just think there's enough people that want those classic titles that there is um it, it's it's a winning formula over there for sure if they are secretly behind the scenes ramping up for like this huge you know hey here's the next remake and we're gonna see in six months and then just drop the mic like 
that would be cool as hell. Like everybody would be like, all right, you know, they've got a hundred of these remakes already in the box, like Jersey Jack did with GNR. Mm -hmm. And then they're going to hit us again in six months, you know, like that, that's a statement. Let's see. We don't know what's going to happen. It's, it's total radio silence right now. Um, But I I do have some surprises for the uh, pinball show viewers in the upcoming weeks. So so a little additional content. Oh, that's excellent. So some interviews or what 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 do you what are you teasing us here with, Matt? What do you what do you got up your sleeve? Could be some interviews, uh, could be oh. could be some tidbits uh, from let's just say it's from some some Bally Williams guys, uh, some people ah. maybe you didn't uh, you didn't even know about that were working on a lot of your favorite games that that some of them are still in pinball that you didn't know. So uh, interesting. That's interesting. Well, all right. So maybe we're going to we're going to we're going to force open a little crack here and break and break their silence for them, whether they like it or not. <laughs> well, that's awesome, Matt. That uh, I can't wait to hear some of that stuff. And uh, and certainly once the little um, the little hiatus, that's uh, the little break that's going on right now is is over with. That'll be uh, That'll be something awesome to look forward to. If you could, I got a question for you. If, if you could have CGC vault any game, what would it be? Hmm. So any Bally Williams title, I guess. Uh... Yeah, like would, so is Cactus Canyon one of your favorite games from back in the day? Because I can't even remember the fucking thing personally, but it, I you know I, I've looked I've at it. It looks, like, it. it looks like an interesting title, but. I mean, that that's one thing about that game is it, it's so rare. I mean, there's. I think I, I played it. I got to play it at one show, um, and I thought it was really neat. But it, it wasn't running the continued code; it was running the original code, which wasn't quite finished um, it, because it being the last game, it was kind of rushed. So I wouldn't say I don't have enough time on it to judge it. You know, to some of the other mm-hmm. games, um, I know you know the rarity drives the price of it. But also, too, I mean. It's it's it has that classic um, Bally Williams chock full of mechs. There there was actually there's a cool story behind some things that had to be changed or removed in the game um, because it was it was so mech heavy and some of the molds were 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 so uh, crazy. I don't think they maybe had time to get them all in before production. Um, there was some ramp changes, but. I mean, that probably wouldn't be my first choice. Obviously, I think Indiana Jones would probably be my first choice. And if I had to pick, you know, maybe Toten after that. Um, so those would probably be my two picks. If if I couldn't get a licensed Indiana Jones game, I would probably go to Tales of the Arabian Nights. Yeah, those are all great, great titles. I, I, I'm with you there. It's like some of those, those classic uh, ballet games are fantastic. I... I like Circus Voltaire a lot as well, and I would love to have a perfectly working Circus Voltaire just because I think that backlass is so goddamn unique with that little mech in there with the ball flipping up. And I, I don't know. There's something about that game, the just the look of it. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's as much of a, it's as much of an art statement as it is anything. I know Zach's got a beautiful one that's modded out um, that I've seen in his, uh, his game room, and I think the thing looks unbelievable. Although on paper, I don't like the the dot matrix display being underneath the the backlash like on the table but when you play that game it actually works really really well because you're looking down there anyway and so it actually feels very natural to have that angled dmd display down so low on the play field i, I just love it i, I just yeah. think it's a, it's a classic classic game like you said when you're playing it you you feel like you're back in the old arcade again you know 
Yeah, I, I love. I do really like that game. Um, I get a little tired of bashing the ringmaster after a while, but the wizard mode, I, I, it's really, really good for the time because there's like multiple levels to it. And um, I've never owned the game, so I've only gotten to like the second or third part of it. But I, I always. I kind of feel like I'm chopping wood to, to get through the ringmaster to get there, but the, mm-hmm. the reward's definitely worth it. it. And it's like you say, with the neon and, and everything that's on that game. I thought that was really smart in that game where you hit the left ramp. And if, if you have a lock lit, then, you know, the magnet grabs it on the platform and just like almost via gravity, it goes down that other wire form. To, yeah. I mean, it's like that, that's a really, really cool ramp design. I think it's John Papaduke's, if not best, top three for sure. But that's just me. I, I again, I just love the look of the game, and uh, like you said, it's it's maybe not the deepest playing machine, but but it's certainly one of the most unique pinball machines of the modern era. I'd say now modern era, you know, of of the DMD era, I would say. So yeah, so that would be my pick as far as a uh, a vaulted. Uh, I can't fault you for it. Thing. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. You, here's a here's a crazy question. I was gonna say if you could stay over at any of the correspondents' house for one night, who would it be and why? There you go, Doctor John. <laughs> <laughs> but you know why? It's not because it, it because he has the most machines. That's that's why I was. I know he's got a great lineup in, a his, great in lineup. his playroom there, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and I, so it, it would it would be Doctor John's because. You know, I would have more machines to play. Plus, he lives on a on a sweet lake. I mean, he, it's like it's like he's living in paradise over there yeah, in Australia. He's in Australia, I, I'm, sweet lake. You know, again, oh I get my to god, be... the palm trees. There's fucking koalas flying all over the place, <laughs> and kangaroos jumping all over. It's like pinball paradise. Let's face it. Get to meet Martin and Ryan C and Jesse J. <laughs> Jesse J. They're all hanging around, drinking all, beer. I think and every out. pinball that play or Australian that plays pinball is now part of media. You know, they're they're all on here somewhere, and they all do like a really great job. And they're all such such great characters, the Aussies. You know, like beyond the Canadians, I'd say. You know, they're they're just great, fun loving, slappy on the back type folks down there. And um, I just can't say enough about those Aussies. God damn, I've I've had some great times with uh, with different Australians that I've known over the years, and uh, and I got nothing but praise for those folks down there. Plus, the fuckers have have beaten COVID more or less. They're walking yeah. around with no masks. They're making the rest of the world look like fucking idiots. Uh. We're dying over here. You know, they they not to get too political, but they really bit the bullet back back when it was time and took the hard pill early. But I'm telling you, it's paying off. And here they are. They got fucking one case in some of their some of their big cities. And when they have one case, you know what they do? They lock them down again until that case (laughs) is gone. You're going nowhere. Nobody's going anywhere. Exactly. They just drink beer, play pinball, and have a great time. You oh know? man, I'm super jealous of that for sure. They're just, uh, they're just happy go lucky over there. They really are. I think the whole time. I think I spent an entire day at TPF 2019 with a group of Australians, and they were fantastic. I mean, we were having a great Munsters. I think had just come out, and we were playing that and uh, bouncing around. Super, super good time. I'll tell you what a good time is: a Canadian, an American, and an Australian in the same room playing pinball. I mean, that is a winning formula right there. <laughs> It sounds like a walk in the bar joke. I don't know. I don't want to know what happens. A next. Canadian, an Australian, and an American walk into a walk into a uh, uh, an arcade, and and the Americans know, spread COVID everywhere, and the the other two <laughs> left and went home. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awful. 
I love it. Well, this has been a lot of fun, Matt. This has been, I'm really, I'm really thrilled that, uh, that you were able to come on the show. And I apologize again for the length of time it's taking you to get on here, but it was, it was worth the wait, just like a CGC game, man, it was worth the wait getting you on here and having a great discussion and, and let's do it again soon. When, once you get your Avengers and you, and you gets its teeth into you a little bit, I'd love to have you back and, uh, and hear you talk about what your thoughts are on it. And, and if it's going to get bolted to the floor or if it's getting out the door, <laughs> I can almost guarantee it'll probably get the boot eventually, but I, I could be, maybe the code will, will keep it around. You know, I just got a walking dead and I'm, I'm in like the super honeymoon phase with it. So, um, we'll, we'll see what happens. I'm even looking at my Avengers and every time I see Carl D'Angelo play that GNR, I'm like, well, shit, maybe yeah. I, maybe I give old Thanos. I, I have the last laugh here and fucking beat Thanos <laughs> to the curve and, and bring in old, uh, Axel Rose, you know? And slash. You gonna pony up the extra man? Would that did that deter you at all? Or are you still looking at it like ah, you know, it might be worth the extra thousand? Yeah, you know, and that no, that wouldn't deter me. I, I'm I'm sad to say that because oh, wow. uh, I just think it's like other people are uh, have been saying in other podcasts, and and I think people are slowly realizing there's not going to be. I mean, never say never, but they really threw everything in the kitchen sink into that game. I mean, say what you will about the layout and the and 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 the shots. It's not it's not an Ellen, but they threw just about everything in the kitchen sink into that game. And I, for a rock pin, a classic rock pin, let's call them. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to um, call Guns N' Roses classic. But that's that's what it's they're getting to be these days. You, you don't get much better. I mean. I, yeah. You know, it'll be a long time before another company comes up with a, a rock pin that's better than GNR, right? I, I would be amazed if, if it ever happens. And I, I mean, honestly, like, even if they did a, a dream band for me, I, I I would I would almost hate for them to do it at this point because I know it's not going to be at that level. Oh, Jesus, and, the bar's high. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's like when you look at the games that came out, we, we had a great year, but you know, you, you see that game and just everything that went into it, the theme integration, the lights, all the stuff. And it's like, how, how was it not going to win game of the year at some level? You know, it, it, Jersey Jack deserved it on that one. And Oh, it was a home run. Yeah. You know, the, the industry awards, I think they nailed a lot of it. You know, there's no uh, L1 one on layout, but everything else, you know, GNR kind of ran away with it. It was everything I think that people could have wanted in their first release after the new ownership moving the factory i mean they're all they could have fucked this up more ways than not i mean and, and they certainly had their had their problems they certainly had their problems it didn't go off without a hitch and say what you will about the theme because i know there's some people who are like i fucking hate guns and roses i would never buy a rock pin or da, 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 da. say what you will about that they hit it out of the park with their reveal and you know, the, the, the sales process was a little iffy, but they sold a shitload of units. They sold out basically within a day or two and they're off to the races. And here they are. They're fucking increasing the price by a thousand dollars because the demand is so high. And I probably think they were sitting around the boardroom table going, Jesus, did we fuck this up? We can <laughs> put, we can crank the price a little bit more. We priced it too cheap. You know, for everything we got in this thing, and I, I'm sure their bomb isn't cheap for that game with all the lights and and the cabinet work and all the all the fucking shit they've thrown into that. I'm sure they were looking at that, going, "Well, guys, guess what? COVID's here. It's costing us a lot to put this thing together." Anyway, wh whatever their logic is, or the market's so fucking hot, or all a combination of all three, and the price is going up. Uh, they still got a winner on their hands at a thousand dollars more. You know? Do Do you think? Like they, they saw Led Zeppelin come out 
and they were like, these things are way too close in price. Enough is enough. God damn it. Like, you know, <laughs> like yeah. there's, our game is at least a thousand dollars better than this. I'm sure but, they breathe. I got to think at some level, they breathed a little bit of sigh of relief. They're like, well, we, we dodged a bullet there because if Led Zeppelin, not to put down Led Zeppelin, I would say, like others have said before me, Led Zeppelin is a, to be kind, it's an average title at best. And even at the premium or LE level, I think there's a lot to be desired for that for that game. They're, they could have done a little bit more with it. I think it's a, a, a touch barren for, for my what I'd like to see even out of a, out of a stern. I'm sure it's still a lot of fun. If you like Zeppelin music, what are you going to do? That's your only fucking title. So, you know, I'm sure it's fun for what it is. But if I'm looking at a rock pin to buy and I just like hard rock in general and heavy metal, Zeppelin's down that list. So I got to think I got to think JGP went, yes, this is like just more sales coming our way, because if they like both bands and they don't mind paying a little bit more to get a little more, I'm going GNR. It's got a better display. There's more assets in that game. The art's better. I'm going to even say, for all that Steve Ritchie's the king of flow, I know that game probably flows a little bit better, but the fucking thing's wide open. I mean, I got to hope it's flowing better. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, maybe I'm comparing Apple and Oranges a little bit here because you can get a fully featured Zeppelin and a premium trim for, you know, at this point, you know, almost three thousand dollars. It's a lot less. It is a lot. Yeah, less. A, a, a lot less. Yeah. So, so you're but right. If you're comp- it's not apples. To apples. If, yeah, if you're, but if you're comparing the the LE, but with the LE stern, you you get side armor and you know um, usually art blades on the inside. But with Zeppelin, they have those lights on both models and yeah, you know that sort of things. But you're you're getting close there. Before the price increase, you know you're ninety two on a Zeppelin LE and then ninety five on a um, a GNR LE, obviously that's not the top of the line GNR, but outside of side armor and inner art blades, you know, you're only a couple hundred bucks apart. And the GNR, I mean, just looks absolutely packed <laughs> compared to, you know, the, the, the Led Zeppelin under the hood. Oh God, does it ever. I mean, I do like, again, the color scheme and, and, and I do think that light package that Stern came out with was, was decent and certainly innovative in the way it's worked into that cabinet. But, but overall, when you look at the two things, I mean, I don't know how you can look at GNR and not be wowed by that. Just the overwhelming lights and the, the video display, what's happening on the play field. And you look at that Zeppelin and my feeling is like, you go, yeah, it looks good. It looks good. I like the music, but you're kind of left with, eh, I can take it or leave it. Like I'd play it at a bar, no problem, right? And I and I'd be happy to do so. If my friend had, I'd be like, I'm coming over to play your Led Fucking Zeppelin. GNR is just uh, heads and tails, like you said. That's why it's the game. I I think you're right. It's it's the game of the year. I wouldn't be surprised if it wins it at the Twoppies as well, like it did at uh, at the at the Pinball Industry Awards, because it is that once in in a five-year game, call it, just like Wizard of Oz was back in the day. Um, so let's just hope, if I had another hope for old JJP, it's let's hope that they can carry this momentum into, if it's Toy Story, which what the rumor is, let's hope the time they've had to get that fucking title out has is paying off and it as is packed and as exciting as GNR has been. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think everybody needs to curb their expectations a little bit that, 
you know, the, that if it's Toy Story that they're going to get anywhere near this level of yeah. assets, you know, um, it is, you know, Eric made a good point that they can use this as a calling card now. Like, look, this is what happens when you give us everything. Yeah. You know, you, you get a kick-ass game, but we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, I, I would love to, I'm hoping this raises the bar for everybody. Every, you know, I know a lot of people have talked about that, but it's definitely a moment in pinball where it's like with the prices that keep going up, I want all of this, you know, I want every game to be at that level. Yeah. Now granted every Stern game, maybe at a premium trim, it's like Avengers. I mean, that game looks pretty loaded for a Stern, you know, of, of, you know, in this era um, with the, the mechs that are in it. But when you get into that nine, $10,000 range, it better look like guns and roses. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. No, I think you're right. You know, and, and people are prepared to pay, but there's gotta be stuff in it to justify that, that, uh, that expense, you know, cause they are, they are, as, as we've said many times, you know, these are very non-essential frivolous toys, essentially in games. And if you're going to, if you're going to pony up the big, the big dough, then you better be getting something that's, uh, that's making your friends and family and yourself for that matter. It's got to blow, blow your socks off that it, in my mind, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not just enough bring it. Cause otherwise I, I might as well just go out and spend a couple grand on a on an old EM, I mean, it's hard even to fucking do that anymore with where the prices are these days. But you might as well go out and spend, you know, ha- way half or less. Call it even five thousand dollars just to have a pinball machine in your home. Yeah, it's not a GNR, yeah. but I'm not also spending north of twelve five or whatever the fucking thing is. But you know, after tax to have some people have said a colorful box of lights with a few balls whipping around in it sitting in my in my living room or game room but so it's gotta it's gotta bring the bring the heat and i think again gnr does all that which is why they're selling they can't keep up with the with the demand you know yeah absolutely i can't wait to put more time on one i'm kind of kicking myself for not just taking a bubbly play field and dealing with it but uh for there again for 9500 bucks you know it i i think i'm hoping that those playfield issues are, are gone now. So, you know, that's not an issue anymore. Oh, they're crystal clear. Those things are coming out. You've never seen a playfield <laughs> so nice. The sparkle and the shit. You want to, you want to like sleep on the fucking thing. It's so beautiful. Take your C playfield <laughs> out of the cab, put it on the couch and just n- nestle up to it. Put a snuggie over it and, you know. Exactly. You know, get a little, uh, get a little friendly with that thing. You know, welcome, welcome to the jungle. You know? Oh, <laughs> Man, we could talk all night. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make your, I'm gonna make your editing life hell. Let's go another thirty minutes and. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is like the pinball goodbye, where we just got what we have to say one more thing about the about the hobby that we all love or a game that we saw, you know. So no, it's been great, Matt. I really appreciate you again having you on here, and uh, and let's do it again real soon. Absolutely, and stay tuned, guys. Hopefully, we will have some more CGC content for you soon. We can't wait. Matt Morrison, the Chicago Gaming Company correspondent for the Pinball Show. Well, thanks, man. Well, another great pinball chat with a great dude in the pinball media. We want to thank Matt Morrison for taking the time to come on the show this week. And we want to thank you, our listeners, for taking the time out of your day to listen in on the fun. And hey, speaking of fun, coming soon, a long overdue interview with our resident doctor on the pinball show. Yes, Dr. John himself will be making a house call later this month to talk about Spooky and Haggis Pinball on the TPS Midweek Edition, along with an overdue little flipper review of pinball's newest rock pin in Led Zeppelin. But that's all for this week. Thanks again for listening. I'm Craig Bobby. Catch you on the flip side.